On this episode, I update you on the latest going down with the conflict in the Middle East, and I share one writer's insight on why Hamas wants this war with Israel. I wrap up with a few personal comments on my own, emphasizing the fact that Jewish lives matter. Yes, black lives matter. Yes, Palestinian lives matter. But Jewish lives matter too. And where is the outrage for them? That and more on this episode of The Grizz. So here we go. to the Grizz Podcast. Our mission is to guide, encourage, and equip you on your journey with Christ. It's time for you to rise up, honor God, and live manly. Now here's our host, Jason George. Yo, yo, what is going down on my brothers from other mothers around the world? Thanks for tuning in to the Grizz. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Audible, and now on video via our YouTube channel. So go to YouTube and look us up, The Grizz Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on Instagram at Grizz Podcast. That's our handle, at Grizz Podcast. Instead of just hearing The Grizz, you can now actually see The Grizz here in The Grizz Cave. I'm not much to look at, (laughs) but if you're into that, it's available. If we get canceled off any of the major platforms, you can always find our content on our two websites, narrowtrail.com, narrowtrail.com, and at thegrizzpodcast.com. We're now making our video content available on both of those websites. So today, as I'm recording this episode, it is Friday, October 20th, 20. 23. Hope you guys are doing well. So what is the latest going down in the Middle East with the Israel-Hamas war and all that goes into that? Intel reveals that Hamas terrorists tried to fire a rocket at Israel and it didn't work. The rocket ended up hitting a nearby hospital and immediately the headline was that Israel targeted a hospital and murdered 500 innocent Arabs. Those from the far left, like Democrat Rashida Tlaib, began to publicly cry and accuse Israel of the bombing. And this went all over the news, all over social media, but it was fake news. MSNBC, CBS, and other uh, media outlets, they ran with it being a targeted strike by Israel, completely blaming Israel before they even knew all of the facts. Even the New York Times printed a dishonest photo with a uh, uh, headline that read, Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. But 
We now know this was all fake news because intercepted Hamas communication revealed that it was, in fact, Hamas terrorists who accidentally set off a rocket near the hospital in a parking lot. Also, there's now aerial video footage revealing that it was obviously not an Israeli airstrike because if it was, there would be a clear crater in the ground resulting from an airstrike. Like, you know when that happens. Also, none of the buildings near the hospital were damaged. Interesting. Further proof that it wasn't an Israeli strike. And the latest report I saw was that possibly 50 were killed at the Gaza hospital, not 500. Look it up. I'm not making this stuff up. There's so many lies, so many lies being pushed in the news and on social media all the time. So much fake news, propaganda, Rashida Tlaib also accused the Biden administration of funding a full-on genocide against Palestinians. I can't believe this lady still holds an office in the U.S. government. Where are the fact checkers on social media to silence or cancel Rashida Tlaib for her misinformation and disinformation? You know what I'm saying? Like I remember two years ago, I posted on Facebook how Ivermectin was simply helping me get over COVID-19. And oh my gosh, the fact checkers were like in full force then. And I got put in Facebook jail for spreading disinformation. I've been in Facebook jail several times. Anyway, <laughs> PBS is reporting that Israeli forces found Iranian-made mortars in Palestine, which indicates what we already knew. Iran is supplying weapons to Hamas to target Israel. I also read a news story yesterday morning that revealed that some of the rockets and rifles being used by Hamas are clearly from North Korea. This is cray cray, man. So what else is going down? As many of you know, um, President Biden just took a trip to Israel to meet with various leaders. I thought it was stupid that they announced to the whole world when exactly he's going to Israel. That makes no sense to me from a security perspective uh, that you would announce that during the middle of a war when the president is going to the very place that's, that is being continually attacked with rockets. I mean, wouldn't you want to be secretive about that visit? That just seems suspicious to me. But, you know, like, what do I know? <laughs> I'm just a, a man who identifies as a grizzly bear. Anyway. Biden finished that trip to Israel and has now pledged $100 million in humanitarian aid for Palestine. This makes no sense to me, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you a lot of things that don't make sense to me. You're going to give Palestine, which is run by Hamas terrorists, $100 million, and you're not even getting one hostage back in return. You're just going to give them $100 million and tell them, these terrorists, it better be used for humanitarian aid. You're a genius. You're a flipping genius, man. You're a flipping genius because you can definitely trust Hamas to do that. This president is a disaster. Look at the billions in military hardware that he left behind for the Taliban in Afghanistan that does what? Does nothing but better equips them. Does this president not realize that every bit of money in the past that has poured into Palestine for infrastructure, for the benefit of the Palestinian people has gone to what? Nothing but strengthening, training, and arming Hamas to do what? To attack Israel. You know, maybe funding Hamas is exactly what he wants. I don't know, people. 
I just don't see how any of that humanitarian aid is ever going to get to those who really need it. Not if Hamas is in charge. Jerusalem deputy mayor demanded proof of life of hostages before Biden humanitarian aid hits Gaza. Why would she say that? Why would the mayor of Jerusalem say that? Because she knows exactly what, like I know, what many of us know. Like we know who's in charge of Palestine. So you send them $100 million, it's for humanitarian aid. It's for those who are hurting. She knows as long as Hamas is in charge, it's not going to help anybody. It's going to do nothing but fund Hamas. Don't give Hamas more money. Biden also said he would work to send an unprecedented support package for Israel's defense. But the package also includes billions more for Ukraine, an additional $60 billion for Ukraine on top of what we've already given them. This is loco, dude. Where is all this American money coming from to help everyone around the world? It's coming from you and I, the taxpayer. It's insane. And our taxes keep going up while the cost of living keeps going up. Yesterday, I bought two bags of groceries, $100, two bags of groceries. It's like the United States, man. We become the world's ATM while our own citizens, uh, many of our own citizens and veterans aren't adequately taken care of. And look at the southern border. It is still not uh, adequately protected from terrorists, drug cartels, human traffickers, etc. I am all for helping Israel with their defense against these terrorists. But I keep thinking about the billions upon billions already sent to Ukraine to help them fight their war against Russia. Now we're going to try to send them, you know, 60 billion more. Where's that money really going? Who's doing an audit of all of that? Where's the accountability? But don't let you or I send someone um, a few hundred dollars via Venmo, Zelly, PayPal. <laughs> if you do, man, the IRS is coming for you. It's hypocrisy. Our country is trillions of dollars in debt. And now Biden has our country involved in two different wars. It's not good. In his speech last night, he said that all of this funding to Israel, Palestine and Ukraine is going to better protect Americans here at home. What the? I don't see it. Maybe I'm missing something. If I am, email, let me know. Dude, you know what I do see? We need better leadership in this country. We need better leadership in this country. What else? On the last episode, I told you about the two Navy strike groups that were deployed to the Middle East. But now the U.S. has also deployed Air Force fighter groups to the region, as well as the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit. There is also a quote-unquote prepare to deploy order notifying 2,000 military personnel from various units that they may be deployed at any time. What else? Israeli military has now said that there are now 203 confirmed hostages taken by Hamas. 203 confirmed hostages taken by Hamas. This is horrible. This is horrible. I mean, you need to meditate on this for a minute. Can you imagine your son or daughter being taken, being held as a hostage by Hamas terrorists right now? Could you imagine that? How would you feel? What would you want done? What if it was you? 
This is happening in real time, people. This is happening right now. They're there right now being held by Hamas terrorists. Pray for them. Pray for their safety. Pray for their uh, rescue. Also, Israel now has tens of thousands of troops on the border with Gaza and is anticipated to launch a ground invasion soon with the purpose of rescuing hostages and crushing Hamas. Two days ago, the U.S. uh, State Department issued a quote-unquote worldwide caution to Americans traveling around the globe. The advisory reads this, Due to increased tensions in various locations around the world, the potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizens and interests, the Department of State advises U.S. citizens overseas to exercise increased caution. Okay. You know what I got to say to that? Like, dude, we knew. My brothers, stay strong. Stay ready. Be prepared to protect yourself and your family. You know what I'm saying. So why does Hamas leadership and all those nations who fund Hamas really want this war with Israel? Have you ever thought about that? I have. Like, what, what's really going on there? Like, I have some reasons of my own that I've thought of. But uh, this guy, James Gorey, he's writing for the Epic Times. He offers an interesting explanation of this. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to the article. But he says the timing and behavior surrounding the Palestinian attacks point to larger changes occurring in the Middle East and the world. He then gives uh, seven reasons that are geopolitical, religious, and psychological in scope. Uh, Very interesting reasons, guys. Reason number one, I'm going to go through these. These are so good. Really get you thinking, man. Reason number one, why he thinks Hamas started this war with Israel. The appearance of Israeli weakness, the deep, persistent and very public divisions within the Israeli government and people surrounding fundamental issues of governance gave the impression that Israel wouldn't be able to respond in a coordinated or effective way. The split was even perceived by some to have reached deeply into the Israeli defense forces, the IDF leadership as well. That was to some extent true, which may help explain how or why the IDF and Israeli intelligence were surprised by the attack. Number two, reason why he thinks Hamas started this war with Israel. It is to trap Israel into an overreaction, damaging its relationship with Islamic nations. This point speaks to the tactics of the initial invasion from Gaza into the southern region of Israel. Killing and kidnapping young people is a tactical move, not so much of a strategic one. The goal of this initial attack wasn't to disrupt strategic communications or take control of key infrastructure. Rather, the slaughter of hundreds of young adults at a music festival and the kidnapping of women and children was intended to provoke an overreaction, at least by Palestinian standards on the part of the Israelis. The Palestinians' actions so far haven't been to defeat Israel as a nation, but their objective is to diminish Israel 
in the eyes of its regional partners in the world, as well as to satisfy Hamas's anti-Israel sponsors in Tehran and Moscow. Number three reason why he thinks Hamas started this war with Israel. Disrupting the peace, the expanding peace between Israel and Islamic nations. He says that Israel has been the clear winner of the Middle East and Arab alliance game, with the Palestinians fading into irrelevance. Hamas's attack on Israel seeks to change the dynamics of the quote-unquote new Middle East that Israel has worked so hard to build and manage with its Arab neighbors. By contrast, Arab support for the Palestinian cause has been at a low ebb the past few years, beginning at least with the Abraham Accords that President Donald Trump brokered among Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain in 2020. Today, with the normalization of relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia and several additional Islamic nations, the Palestinians could see their relevancy fading quickly into obsolescence. As it is, the Palestinians' close ties with Iran endear them with only a few other Arab nations, such as Yemen and Syria. Iran is a direct threat to Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and other nations working with Israel. This war may change that. Reason number four, he says, is disrupt Israel's growing energy business. This is interesting. Israel's offshore energy industry has become a direct threat to other energy producers, in particular, Iran and Russia. Both nations are threatened by Israeli energy supplies. Israel's Tamar platform, for instance, and the country's exclusive economic zone in the eastern Mediterranean Sea is one of its largest natural gas producing facilities. Before its ordered shutdown soon after the war broke out, it was to provide energy to Europe via Egypt for the upcoming winter. That brings us to Iran and Russia. Reason number five, Iran needs a war to keep the Islamist in power. This is so interesting. There are several factors here, he says. First, Iran is directly involved in Hamas, the Palestinian cause, and the war just launched against Israel. We all know that. Internally, the clerics have lost Iran's youth, and they know it. Just as Iran's younger generation started the revolution, now it threatens to end it. There's no economic future for Iran's young people, and everyone knows it. The cleric's thinking is that if Iran is also threatened by, widening, by the widening influence of Israel in the region and the Islamic world at large, uh, I read that wrong, sorry. Externally, Iran is also threatened by the widening influence of Israel in the region and the Islamic world at large, with neither the economic influence nor the soft power to attract but a few regional allies such as Yemen, Syria, and the Palestinians. It can offer only terror, war, and the threat of both to stay relevant. As with Hamas in Gaza, Hezbollah in Lebanon, and the Palestinian National Authority on the West Bank, war is the only card Tehran has to play. The uh, peace accords and the vast economic potential that they represent would leave Tehran behind the times and, like the Palestinians, irrelevant in an economically vibrant and mostly peaceful Middle East. Reason number six, 
that he believes Hamas wants this war with Israel because of the weakness of America, the weakness of America. He says the Biden administration's release of $6 billion to Iran in exchange for just a few hostages is the most recent demonstration of weakness in the Oval Office. And that isn't lost on Tehran or Moscow. The Biden administration's disastrous retreat from Afghanistan in 2021, leaving many billions of dollars worth of military equipment in radical Islamist hands, its cloying attempt to get a nuclear deal with Tehran, and the second-class treatment of the administration by the Chinese Communist leadership all point to strategic weakness and a lack of political will in Washington. As the old Arabic saying goes, a falling camel attracts many knives. A falling camel attracts many knives. He says, from Tehran's point of view, that's exactly what the Biden administration looks like. Launching the war is a wager by Tehran that it will gain power and influence in the region, particularly with the Palestinians and Syrians at the expense of the United States and Israel. From Moscow's viewpoint, trapping the United States in a second war would further weaken it, helping both Russia's cause in Ukraine and China's in the Asia-Pacific region. Last reason he gives, number seven, harden and escalate the adversarial nature of East-West competition. Let me grab a sip here real quick. He says, opening a new war front against Israel may attract other Islamic nations and anti-U.S. nations to join the war or at least stop Israel's new Middle East plans. It also helps Russia in its war against Ukraine and its presence in Syria and, by extension, Iran and China. The thinking is simple. The more wars that the United States is involved in, the more beatable it becomes. Are there more reasons and motives for this war launched by Hamas against Israel? Probably. He wraps up his article by asking this question. Will Israel or the United States be able to prevent the escalation of the war? At this point, it's unknown. But there are reasons to be both doubtful and hopeful. It's a good article. Interesting. It's a lot to think about, man. Again, that's James Gorey writing for the Epic Times. He's the author of The China Crisis and writes on his blog, thebananarepublican.com. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in that. Let me wrap up this episode with a few closing personal comments on my own, just some important points for you to consider. And then I want to offer you some biblical encouragement. First of all, I want to say, yes, there are all sorts of reasons for this war. But first and foremost, make no mistake, the whole goal of Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, and many others uh, in the Middle East is the complete extermination of Jews. That's what they want. They want Israel annihilated. They want total genocide. And it's all satanically inspired. No other nation in the world is targeted for complete extinction, but Israel continually is. It's so interesting, isn't it? Let me remind all of you also that 1,400, 1,400 innocent Jews, 32 Americans were massacred by Hamas terrorists on October 7th, 2023, like two weeks ago. Do not just move on with your life. 
I know it's uncomfortable to face reality when it's ugly and scary, but we need to pay serious attention to what is happening and we need to speak out against it. We need to stand with Israel. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking how if one, one innocent black man is unjustly abused or murdered by a police officer here in America, millions of people will be outraged and demand immediate justice as they should. Some will even riot and burn cities over it. But when people in our country see and hear about 1,400 innocent Jews being massacred by Hamas terrorists, I'm talking women and girls beaten and raped, boys and girls shot in the head, parents burned alive, babies decapitated. Where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? Where's the demand for immediate justice? Where are the uh, Jewish lives matter flags, stickers, yard signs, t-shirts, hashtags? You say you're anti-racism and you want justice. How about now? How about for the Jews? You say you hate systemic racism. What about systemic racism against Jews? You want to know what many in our country have done regarding the recent massacres of 1,400 innocent Jews? You've seen it in the cities and across universities. They've celebrated it. They've applauded it. They've basically said, well, Israel got what they deserved. It's Israel's fault. Even the BLM organization celebrated and applauded the actual terrorist attack. It's pathetic, man. So many people got played by BLM. It's unbelievable. Now there's all this outrage over the fact that Israel is militarily uh, responding to the terrorist attack. Like now you're going to get mad. You're, You're mad that Israel's responding. And believe me, you've seen nothing yet with what Israel is going to do to these terrorists. I believe they're going to bring some serious justice, equalizer style. You know what I'm saying? But that's a problem. That's a problem with you. Are you kidding me? Let it be your loved ones beaten, raped, shot in the head, burned alive, your babies beheaded. You'd respond no different if it was your loved ones. Listen to me. Here's the truth. And you better wake up to it. As a country, you cannot allow terrorism to go unchecked. There must be a harsh response from Israel against these terrorists, or it will embolden more acts of terrorism against their country and other countries, including our own. Israel is surrounded geographically by anti-Semitic enemies on all sides, Hamas, Hezbollah, Syria, Yemen, Iran. And for Israel, it literally comes down to this. Fight these terrorists or cease to exist. It's literally fight or die. It's not multiple choice. It's not, it's only either or. They don't have a choice. They did not start this war, but I believe they will finish it. And I stand with Israel. And as a Christian man, I believe you should too. I stand against these evil terrorists. And as a Christian man, I believe you should too. Do I care about innocent Palestinians? Absolutely. And you should too. 
Do black lives matter to me? Absolutely. Do Palestinian lives matter to me? Absolutely. But so do Israel, Israeli lives, Jewish lives. All lives matter. But these terrorists, they need to meet their maker. Armed forces around the world need to go after them, and they need to arrange that meeting. You know what I'm saying. Pretty much all of America was united on going after terrorists like this after 9-11. But America has forgotten. America has gotten comfortable and sleepy. You know, I was thinking about Romans 13. Some of y'all need to go back and read that. Romans 13 makes it clear that God has appointed government powers and its military forces to use their power to do what? To crush evil for the good of humanity, to bring about peace. Israel as a nation has a right to defend itself and military militarily go after these terrorists and end them. It's a just war. Do I want war? Do I want bloodshed? Do I want death? Never. Of course not. But as I said on the last episode, sometimes war is necessary for the greater good, for peace. I hate it, but welcome to living in a fallen world with fallen people and fallen bodies with fallen minds. My brothers, we need to continue to pray about this whole situation. It does affect all of us. If you don't think it does, you just wait. It will. And I encourage you, man, wake up. Wake up. Christian men, I'm encur- listen, wake up. Get your life right with God if it's not. The day is at hand, people. Be ready, be awake. As I keep saying, Christ could rapture his church at any time. Christ could rapture his church at any time. Listen to the words uh, from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting at verse 13. I'll read through uh, chapter 5, verse 11. Hang on. My dog Remy in here making a bunch of noise. You okay? Huh? All right. (laughs) This is what it says, man. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, who are alive and remain, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman who is pregnant and they will never escape. But you brothers are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief for you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be awake and sober for those who sleep, sleep at night and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. 
For God has not appointed us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, comfort one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. That's some good stuff, man. I'm glad my hope is not in this world. My hope is in Christ and what he's done for me on the cross by dying for my sins or rising from the dead. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he is the only hope for humanity. He is the savior. He is Lord. And the Bible says that if you will believe that, if you will place your heart faith in him and you will call out to him, say, Lord, come, save me. Lord, I surrender my life. I turn from my sins. I turn to you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, he will save you. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Dude, are you saved? Are you really saved? Are you really in Christ? Is your faith really in him? I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship, man. I'm talking about redemption. I'm not talking about what you can do to try to earn God's favor so that he accepts you. I'm talking about what Christ has already done for you. Have you placed your faith in him? Have you placed your faith in what he's done for you? If you haven't, you need to. And if you have, and you've just been going through life, like spiritually just asleep, yeah, living like the rest of the world, but you know deep down you're a true believer. You need to wake up, man. You need to wake up. You need to be looking up. You need to be ready. Lord, help us. Help us to be the godly men whom you've called us to be. To not be conformed to this world, this perverted evil world. Help us not to be like them, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Help us to stand on truth. Help us to speak the truth. Most of all, help us to live the truth. Help us to be the real deal. Help us to stay watchful. Help us to stay ready. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, stay tuned for a few closing items of Grizz Biz. on mute dude i muted myself <laughs> all right a few closing items of grizz biz hey please take a moment if you've never done it you need to do it leave us a quick rating and review wherever you listen to the grizz podcast leave us a quick rating and review stop everything you're doing right now just seriously do me a favor leave us a rating and review if this episode helped you encouraged you motivated you informed you then copy the link please share it with a friend or your men's group or on social media also, if you're a regular listener to the Grizz podcast, please consider being more than just a listener. Become a partner. Become one of our monthly supporters for as little as $10 or $20 per month. You can go to our Gib page on our website, narrowtrail.com, or you can take your phone right now, text the word GIVE to 301-888-6860, 301-888-6860. I promise it's safe, it's secure, it's easy. You can cancel at any time that you need to. We are a legit 501c3 nonprofit ministry, 
And we would not exist without the faithful prayers and financial support of listeners just like you. Also, get Covenant Eyes monitoring software installed on all of your devices, on your kids' and teens' devices. Dads, be proactive. Prevention is so crucial. Go to CovenantEyes.com, CovenantEyes.com, sign up, and at checkout, use the promo code GRIZZIN, G-R-I-Z-Z-I-N. You're going to get your first month completely free. Also, we have a closed Facebook group called the Grizz Tribe. If you want to be part of that, you can look that up, join it. Don't forget about our new YouTube channel. Go there, hit the subscribe button. If you are interested in some one-on-one coaching with the Grizz or being part of one of our CLIMB teams, CLIMB teams are our our online support accountability groups for Christian men who struggle with porn and other unwanted sexual behavior. If you're even just interested in that, go to our website, fill out the short online applications. I'll get that. I'll review it. I'll contact you to see if we're a good fit for one another. Narrowtrail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to be back at you soon with another epic episode of Grizz. Until then, honor God, live manly.